This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Hey, boo. It's me, Roz. Okay, I got to talk to my friend, Rachel, also known professionally as her initials, R.H. Stavis. She has been on two other times, and also we did a live show together on stage. And she, okay, she's an exorcist. If you're new around here, I highly recommend you go back and listen to the other two times that she was on, the first time in particular, because she's a very unique person. She has her own thing going on when it comes to her uh, psychic medium abilities and her exorcisms, and she has different terms for different types of entities or what we a lot of people think of as demons. It's fascinating. I believe it. I've had an exorcism with her, which we will talk about today. She's she's just real confident about her abilities and in a way that like she can back it up. It's crazy. It's some crazy stuff. So I I hope you enjoyed this episode. We had a lot of fun. We talked about Annabelle. She has some thoughts on Annabelle. We kind of go through that, but we, 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 we cover a lot of stuff in this, so I'll just keep it brief here. As always, just check out my Patreon if you want to hear me doing some bonus episodes by myself and some videos and all that. It really helps out the show to support it like that if you can. And I hope you're enjoying your Halloween time. 
Here's me talking to Rachel. On with the show. Back for her third visit. One of our absolute favorite guests, <laughs> Rachel Stavis, also known as R.H. Stavis. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. We've never <laughs> Hi. done one of these in person. I know. I can't believe I'm actually like seeing your face and sitting here. Like I've seen your face before, obviously, but doing this. Well, we're friends. Yes. I want the world to know that we are really <laughs> friends in we real are. life. Yes. But we met over Zoom, basically. Yes. I mean, I reached out to you. And then actually, I don't think I've ever told you this story. The story goes back. I was in San Francisco and I was in this hotel room of this hotel that was like allegedly haunted, whatever. Okay. I'm like in this hotel room. This is March 11th or something like that, 2020. Okay. Like right before. Wow. And I'm like sitting there and I'm watching this TV show and you were on it. And I was like oh. putting that person down in my phone. That's so funny. Yeah. In my note of like notes app of people I want on the podcast. I want to say, were you on um, the unexplained the William Shatner show, was it that? I mean, they've used my clips for so many things, so I don't remember. I don't know. It like, was something like that. Probably. I saw you on something. Okay. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I, once the pandemic was going on, then I reached out to you, and then you came on the pod, I read your book. Thank and you. And now we're friends. That's how it happens. Yeah. That's what that's what occurs, you know. <laughs> and we we have not gone ghost hunting together <laughs> no. necessarily, but no. we've hung out many times. Yes. Sometimes spooky, sometimes not. It doesn't Usually always not. have to be. <laughs> Usually not spooky, but we We've seen um, a lot of movies. <laughs> we've seen movies together. I celebrated your birthday with you, yeah. which is so lovely. Um, also, you gave me an exorcism. I did, and uh, look how open you are about discussing it. Like, wow. I don't think <laughs> I've talked about it yet. Okay, well, I, I'm all ears. I didn't know if you <laughs> liked that. I didn't know if you like when people talk about that stuff. You know, it never matters to me, but, like, I think we've talked about this before. Like, I work with a lot of high, very high-profile people, and so I never out people as clients, like, if they want to talk about it, they can, mm -hmm. but I don't want to be the person who's like, hey, guess well, who was here? Like, I would never do that. Right. So, um, Well, I'm not know. high profile, so. I mean, I don't know about that, but you're open to talk about it. So. I'm down to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, so if anyone is unaware of your abilities, People should read your book, first of all, Sister of Darkness, but they should also listen back to the two times you've been on this podcast where you explain all the stuff that you do, but yes. you can see entity yes. on somebody, yes, and you can remove the entity. Yes, and we also work on old trauma, stored trauma, because long story short, so we don't get into the last two episodes, but... Basically, all trauma and attachment work together. So if I just took entity out of someone but left all the trauma, then I wouldn't be doing anybody a service <laughs> because right. they'd be attracting entity again. So we got to do it all. So is my is there an entity back on me? I don't see anything. Ooh, clear. <laughs> Coast is clear. This house is clean. Yes. Okay, so there was one on me. This was probably... When was that? Two months ago? Three months ago? Yeah. I don't know. What, what is time? I mean, who knows? My life got really good after 
Yeah. It did. That's what I like to hear. No, it really did. I was like feeling down in the dumps. And then you got in there, you got that demon out. <laughs> it was very relaxing. People don't think that is what goes with exorcism. Oh, but no. It is. When they like, think of exorcism. Not for me, but. <laughs> I don't think I levitated or did. I didn't notice. I don't think my head spun around. No. <laughs> but you, um, I mean, should we talk about the process of what you do? It, I mean, it's probably different for different people, right? It's different for different people. Like I'm, I go through it like scene by scene, basically in the book. So like you read the book, so you know it's like here's the whole process, basically. But I work with high beings, specific high beings that I have a relationship of, that I've you know cultivated for years and years and years. High beings have high being energy, high frequency energy. So what I do is I push that energy through the body. The body can't hold that energy for very long because it'll start to break down, believe it or not, because we're not meant to have that energy in the body. So we do it fairly quick, like no longer than like an hour, hour and a half at the most, you know, at a time. And the high energy, high frequency energy fills the body, pushes the low frequency energy to the top, and then I take that out. And it was great. It was lovely. <laughs> Afterwards, I was like, I need a cigarette. Um, <laughs> and everyone's so scared to come in at first. They're like, I don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah, no, it wasn't scary at all. No, it's not. It was usually. And, and I was exhausted <laughs> for like a couple of days after. Which we talked about, you know, like I was like, you're going to be really tired. You're going to have like three days of like, who knows how you're going to feel. But then after that, it's going to be your new normal. Uh huh. And I know Ben de la Creme talked about it on yes. this podcast, having an exorcism from you. A couple of other people, I don't know if they talked about it, but I've talked to other people that have had it. And we're all like, and I've said this before about you, I'm like, you hear a lot of people talking about some stuff that is like, <laughs> there's no way any of that could be real. And I have the hardest time doubting you. <laughs> like, I believe everything. <laughs> well, I, yeah, like, it, I, I'm sorry. The proof um, is, like, there. Like, you do. Yeah, I mean, that's it. You know, like, I, you know me. Like, I don't, uh, this is not a church. I'm not trying to convert anybody. You do it for free. I don't, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not someone who's trying to get you to think my way or believe anything that I say. Like, honestly, I don't care if people believe me or not because it doesn't change what I do. True. You know, like you can think it doesn't exist and that's fine and I'm still going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's fine. But like it's very hard to explain to someone who hasn't gone through the process of it how dare I say like life-changing it is because once you go through it, you cannot describe exactly what you went through, but you know you did. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something changed. And I love that. Like that's one of my favorite things about doing this. Like I I don't out people who come to me, but I wish I could in some ways because like I always want to take a picture of them right before it starts and right after it's finished you so should, that they like can see the surgeon or the like a dentist office. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> they do it. You should do it. It's like my spiritual veneers. <laughs> yes. You should have like in your lobby like like a thing people can go through to Could see. Could you imagine? Like they'd be like, oh my God, this person was here. Oh God, this person was here. <laughs> you have my permission. Next time I have one of these demons come back, which I hope they will, but I'm sure they will, um, we'll do it before and after. It's really weird, the difference, though. Like, really? even to the person. Like, I, I might have actually done it once just for a point. Yeah, well, fine. You know, but it's like, it's... 
it's an experience. So I'm thinking <laughs> a lot about horror movies right now because it's spooky time. It is. Also, there's a lot of good horror movies out right now. What are you liking the most right now? I just saw Barbarian. I loved it. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm. it's on my list and I really want to see it. I loved it. I haven't seen Pearl yet. I, I haven't did, either. I loved X. Did you see X? Yeah. I yes. I liked it a lot. Um, but since I'm thinking about it, there's so many of these exorcism movies. You are an exorcist. <laughs> so they get it all wrong, huh? I mean, they they get it movie style. You know, like, so movie. Because you're a writer. So you're an interesting person <laughs> to talk to because you write screenplays and stuff. So yeah. you understand. Yeah, I mean, and certain things have to look a certain way, you know, for, for film or television. Like, they mm -hmm. just have to. You know, it, it needs to feel a certain amount of theatrical <laughs> obviously mm -hmm. but in reality most of the time and I, I'm just stating most 95% of the time people don't have anything in the hierarchy of entity that would do that much work <laughs> okay right so those are what I call movie style entities like realm walkers which we've talked about before which is for those of you who don't know like the top of the top what most people consider the devil but it's not the Cecil Hotel the Cecil Hotel so you know when you're dealing with something like that it can be a little more dangerous it can be a little more showy um, especially in spaces so in spaces the sky's the limit in terms of what it will do because that kind of entity fights back pretty hard. So that type of entity, this is smart, you know, that type of entity will pull sinks off walls, could bring the whole building down, can make groups of people sick, can make them violent, like a lot of shit could go wrong wow. <laughs> working on a building with a realm walker, let's say. Working on a person with a realm walker is dangerous in and of itself because sometimes those people have those same reactions. So you just have to be a little more cautious. And you do get more, this doesn't sound nuts, but you do get more stuff coming off of walls and doors opening, closing, and things like that. So have you encountered a human with a realm walker? I have. Yes. And can you tell that story without, like, you know, telling too many details about the person or anything? Well, so there was a a specific man who came in who had this, had thought that they had this. It wasn't, like, surprising, you know? And it's very rare. So it has to be, and we've talked about this, this would have to be someone who can make great change in the world. That's the only person a realm walker cares about. But the other side of that, too, is that a realm walker won't attach to someone who isn't naturally inclined to violence anyway. Mm. So it's risky to work on someone with a realm walker. But this person was like borderline could go either way. So it was like actually a weirdly good time to catch it, <laughs> if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and it took a couple days off and on, honestly. Um, but we did get rid of it. Um, that's the kind of entity that does make people sick and throw up. And like, it, it's it's very theatrical. Like Is there green? was that. Is it green? Not necessarily. Unless I hate something green. <laughs> right. Um. But it is it is much more theatrical. And like I say, the doors open and close. Things fall off walls. Like, because you've seen my spirit room. I have a lot of masks and things like protective things in the room. That shit just falls right off. You had that person in your home for like four days? Not this, not the home you've been in, oh, but okay. one, my one before it. Oh, my God. Off so, and on. But what about, <laughs> see, and we talked about this too. Of course, there's like, especially as you go historical with these stories, 
could have been mental illness. Could it could be a lot of different yes, things. Of course. But you hear about these stories of a young child or a girl or like people that aren't they're not necessarily able to they're not world leaders or anything, but they have these stories. Do you think that that's possible? I think if you find, I mean, okay, let's back up a little bit and just say lots of people have entities, not to be scary, but lots of people have entities. Like so much of the population is walking around with something. Um, But those are usually less malignant. I had one. Yeah, I mean, right. Those are less malignant than a realm walker. That's the top at the top, right? So in the case of a child having a realm walker, that's a case of time interfering. So in other words, that's a situation where that realm walker knows that that child's going to rise to some important occasion. Uh, And so they're trying to get in early. Oh. Yes. So they have a little gaze into the future. Exactly. And even like discussing that gives me like the chills because like spirits like, oh, you just said that. But that's real. Like that does happen. So uh, in movies, it's always like this girl on a farm in the middle of nowhere and this really smart strategic entity is just going to take the family down but it's like why what's the purpose to scare five people that's not it yeah so it needs to have a higher purpose so it's not going to waste its time interesting yeah because i'm always like why would they choose you like who cares and also like what are you doing so you're going to kill these five people and that's all right yeah next (laughs) it's not how it works yeah, okay. Because, yeah, it's like you could go anywhere. Like, why do you want to go out into the middle of nowhere into a farm? Exactly. Like, Only if that girl is going to grow up to be something very important. Wow. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you see... Okay, so let's talk about movies for a second again. So you say that there there are entities that could possess a body or... Do you use the word possess? I mean, if it's, the, if it's a realm walker, yes. Okay. And then with that power, it can affect... Things almost like poltergeist type activity around the house. Have you encountered somebody levitating? Uh, Recently? No. What do you mean recently? (laughs) Have you ever? I mean, it does happen, but I I should also say that it happens not from the ground to the ceiling. Like, it will happen, but it will only happen about this much. Like, you know how when you were younger, maybe you played like, what is it? Light is the feather. Feather. So, of the board. Yes. Where, you know, you, people are like, are they up off the ground? I don't know. I don't know. It's sort of like that much. You know, it's like this, just okay. a bit. Six and usually just so. to, to push the body back down. It's really just to be an asshole. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not to prove itself in any way. It's just to fight back. It's fighting back, essentially, when it does stuff like that. I mean, because that's the thing. That's something that could be fun. <laughs> Levitating? If it was like in the right context i mean i don't know how fun it is if you have no control over it though <laughs> maybe i don't know i mean i've joked about this before like if you could lift me up as a ghost there's you could help me move things in my home like well that's true there, like you we could do this for good maybe you just levitate furniture and you just point and are like put it yes there. over here because <laughs> i live alone i can't move my couch sometimes i get it like i don't want to lift that stuff no if i had <laughs> just a nice entity now, have you ever encountered a nice entity i mean nice entities are spirit, spirit guides angels like i consider all of that entity i no disrespect you know but in my mind it's all kind of entity but you know that that diamond chart in my book mm-hmm. it's like 
we're the middle, you know, humans, and then everything below us is bad entity, and everything above us is good entity. Right. You know? Makes sense. But now, those higher beings, can they possess a human, or? I mean, I suppose they could, but they would never do it. You know okay. what I mean? They got better things to do. Well, they have better things to do, and also they don't they don't mess with people's free will. They're not going to just do stuff. And also, they're there to help you, not take from you, so it's different. The way that they would attach themselves to you, like, for example, is those people who have car accidents and say something lifted me out of the car. Right. You know, that's angels working. That's high beings working. Oh, my God. My friend, Sherry Vine, has this story about she was in this nightclub in New York City, and she was at the top of the stairs, and she fell down, like she was about to go down the stairs, and she like floated down the stairs and landed like gently on the ground at the bottom of the cement stairs. Wow! And somebody else like witnessed it, and they're like, "You just flew." She's like, "I think it was an angel." It happens, and when it's not your time to break that neck, <laughs> they come out and they're like, "No." <laughs> uh, whoops! That's not part of the plan. Right. So, you've never seen someone's head spin around? <laughs> no. God, I don't think you'd survive that. How would you survive that? I don't know. <laughs> Reagan did. Um, have you ever seen, um, I wrote down a list of some things I've seen in horror movies. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, here's a good one. Because okay, the thing, too, where it becomes, like, maybe that wasn't mental illness. Maybe that was, like, a demon or whatever. When you hear these historical stories or wherever stories... Are the things where it's like levitating, things moving around in the house because of it. Mm -hmm. And the one that always gets me is knowing Latin or knowing a language that they never knew. Right. Or knowing things about someone, like stuff like that or speaking in different voices. That does happen. That can happen. What is that all about? Showing off. That's what that is. Showing off. (laughs) Showing off. That's it. Like, and normally that happens. And. I can't remember specifically in every movie where that happens, but I feel like most of the time that happens when somebody's like, I don't believe it. This person's making this up. Right? That's when they're like, oh, uh, am I? Oh, then I can (laughs) watch this. Right, exactly. And then even that people try to explain away, you know. And and I should say, because I've said this before and I always say this, that mental illness and attachment are not exclusive, (laughs) Like, people always say, well, it's one or the other, you know? Sure. Either you're, you've are you got mental illness of some kind or attachment. That's not how that works. If you have mental illness, it lowers your frequency sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that's how attachment gets in anyway, through lowered frequencies. So you could definitely have both, mm-hmm. you know? And one makes the other worse. I mean, attachment makes everything worse, I should say. Sure. So, you know, saying, no, we can't work on you because of this, that, and because you are depressed doesn't, that's crazy (laughs) to me. Right. And yeah, you explained, and I think the first time you were on about frequency and all that, we're not going to waste your time. It's there, people. People, go back. It's (laughs) there. Listen to it. (laughs) Um, What about superhuman strength? I mean, that actually happens to people for a lot of reasons, not just attachment. It can happen with attachment, but it's also like, you know, when you see someone like trying to save a child from under a car or something. Yeah, that happens. We're crazy. Like we're we're interesting things. (laughs) But like, have you ever encountered like during exorcism? Have you had the like speak in Latin or speak in uh, I I definitely have and en- have had entity that likes to tell me my business. What do 
human. So like the human being will say to you like stuff about my past, stuff about this, stuff about that. Now that's very the movie The Exorcist, right? And it does happen. That actually does. I mean, again, not with like ninety five percent entities. Right. We're talking about hardcore situations. Well, that's the spooky shit. That's what <laughs> we're we talking about. The spooky about. shit. So yes, that can happen, and it has happened. Um, and every time it happens, you know how in movies, what, what is it in movies that you can't listen because they lie? That Like, they, they always tell you, like, don't listen to the demon, it right, lies, right. right? Sure. And I guess it lies, I don't know. But more importantly, it tells the truth. <laughs> so more importantly, it likes to, like, hook in by telling you cool, st- like, stuff about your past. Like, I know about this, and I know about that, and I know yeah. about this weird stuff when you were five and this happened. And so it more tells the truth, in my opinion. So when it does that, you know, you know me, like, if I may, I'm always like, you can fuck off. Nothing's stopping this. You can keep telling me all about myself. I'm, you make me a narcissist. That's fine. I'm still going to do the work, you know. Right. <laughs> it's trying to deter. Every one of those things is just a deterrent, trying to get you to stop, trying to be able to catch its breath, trying to be able to continue. Oh my god. <laughs> it is so scary to me. Like it's like my everyday business. I've all of a sudden it said <laughs> something like when you were 14, I know what you did with that <laughs> that picture of Josh Dumel. <laughs> I I was there. I saw it. Like I would be like the demon's lying. Well, and you know what? You don't get scared when I say that to you. <laughs> That would scare me too. I don't see that's one thing I don't like about psychics. I don't like people. I, I I told this story one time on this pod. I had a friend that had psychic abilities and it creeped me out knowing that he could know things, private things about me. Well, did he did he do that? Like, did he ever say, like, I know? He did one time. So that's not cool. To prove to <laughs> me that he was real. And then oh, I was like, okay. oh, you're real. But Wait a minute. What else do you know about? <laughs> you know what creeps people out? So I'm generally, I would say, a pretty kind, nice, even-keeled person. But every now experience. and again, well, thank you. Every now and again, I come across someone whose energy is just like, ugh, I just don't like it. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe they're not those people. You know what I mean? They're not like great people. And so whenever I've come in contact with that, and especially when people are like, they don't believe what you do, and they're just like very dismissive and just really condescending. And like, you know, that does happen sometimes. You're in a group of people and this person's just met you and they're just kind of whatever. What I love to tell them is that I see the worst things people have ever done first. Uh. <laughs> and they never talk to me again. No. <laughs> because it's true, though. Do you ever prove it? I've never... See, I'm, I feel like I'm too nice to be, like, in a group of people in a function, be like, hey, so I know you did this. Yeah. Like, that was really disturbing. Oh, God. I don't do that, okay. <laughs> generally. Right, but you could. I mean, it's there. I'm just saying. It's there. Because that's the thing. We So we did a live show last Halloween together, but it wasn't recorded. So if you weren't there, you missed out. Uh, and we talked more on that about your psychic medium type abilities. Right. Which that's a whole other thing that you have as well. I feel like it's kind of all, you know, once you're connected to spirit, you're kind of connected to spirit. So I never... 
well, you know, like I never will tell people like I'm a medium. I don't call myself that at all. I don't do that for people for the most part. Um, but once a year I do like I host a seance just for friends and like close people. Um, and I do what you call platforming, which is essentially, you know, you stand there and the group is there and you just kind of decipher whatever comes in and yell it out to people. <laughs> oh, I witnessed it. I went to your one. Yes. And that was powerful. Thank you. Um, it's it's really interesting because I, and again, you know, like I have like things I say before I start, which is like I have no idea what's going to come in. I don't know if a relative or friend of yours is going to come in. Like if there's like 30 people, you know. I don't know. I don't know who's pushiest. I don't know which deceased person's going to be pushiest. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. So you know, you might, as one person, have multiple reads that come in. Someone may not get, you know, any. Me. I'm sorry. I just don't know. But it could happen this time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It depends on how pushy the deceased people are. Like the most aggressive usually get in first. So there's like, if you can picture it. Like a line, it's not quite this, but like a line of dead people are like, yeah, everybody's here. Like, okay, me first, no me, then yeah. me. You're literally a bouncer because <laughs> you let them in in the list and then you kick the ones out that are bad. I do. And and also one of the things that I always tell people before I start is if we get too deep, like if, the, if you have someone come through that you have issues with mm -hmm. because they they want to force themselves into your life right now and put it all on display and because they're looking for some kind of forgiveness if that's not cool for you you tell me to stop and I'll stop and that has happened okay that has happened like with people's deceased parents who were like not great you know they're trying well, to get their like then you're forced to be Jerry oh, no. Springer I just tell them no I just stop reading them completely okay um you know, like if someone's getting that the messages and they nod and they want to continue, I'll keep going, right? Like you've seen that. But if they're starting to cry and they're starting to get upset and it's starting to get too pushy mm -hmm. and they're like, no, we cut that right off. Got it. So what – and it's a question I, – and I always preface this when I ask people this because I don't know the right way to ask the – well, I just noticed your nails. You have ghosts on your nails. Have, yes, it's a ghost French. So cute. <laughs> yeah, the ghost French manicure. <laughs> if you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. 
There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. What are your abilities? Like, what are your psychic abilities? So you can clairvoyant, you can, you know, talk Oh, like in, in what way do they come in? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... For me, it's kind of weird because I'll get words, um, I'll get pictures, but mostly I'll get feelings. So when I do these seances, it will be – it's totally normal. This is another thing I tell people before I start. It's totally normal for me to cry. It's totally normal to like get into – because what happens is it's almost – it's not possession, but it's like the spirit kind of walks their feelings into you. Okay. So if they have an emotional situation with someone, even if it's good, it's so overwhelming that you just can't help but feel every feeling. Uh And and sometimes – and I – Again, I can't remember what happened last time, but, like, I know for a fact a few times when I've done this, I'm like, you need to push back. It's too much. Like, I can't – I'll never be able to share the message with all your feels up in here. Calm it down. (laughs) Like, yeah, you need to to tone it down, simmer it it down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So can you – what about, like, future stuff? Like, can you – See into the future. Not really. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fine. Probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what how I people would do. do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Of course, we all want to know. Like, are we going to get this job or like whatever? But like, I don't. I don't think that's good. I mean, for me, I don't know that it would be good for me either. I think whenever I ask, like. I'm impatient also, and so I'll ask spirit, like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And they will give me real vague answers because they don't want really me to know. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know. It's probably for the best. Have you had any, um, anything that us normal people that don't (laughs) see demons would consider real terrifying lately? Um, Because you get these visits in the night. I do, I do, yeah. Creatures. <laughs> well, on occasion, I'll get. This is so ridiculous. So, several Halloweens ago, I bought one of those like little prop, you know, spooky doll things. The ones that like, like, uh, are on like rocking chairs and shit. You know, like the little ones, the ones that are like on the table, okay. tabletop spooky doll. Sure. The little animatronic that you turn on has like a couple things it says and it lights up. Okay. So I bought this one, total mass market item, but of course I brought it home with me. And so the thing it was reco- supposed to say, which I can't even remember what it was, was just like, you know, ring around the rosy or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? which is always the scariest, like a <laughs> lullaby. Yes, it was like, you know, one of those like creepy, but I thought, oh, it's cute. I'll put it around for Halloween. It's cute. I don't know. I liked it. Adorable. So I brought it home with me into my, you know, haunted cave. And 
all of a sudden the things that it was supposed to say didn't it didn't say them anymore and it just no. started going off script and just saying shit when you press the button. It went off script. <laughs> it did. That's not your line. <laughs> it totally did. What did it say? So it started to say like it started to ask who I was and where it was. And, like, what was going on and why is it so dark in here and, like, all just weird random shit. Stop. It totally did. And so I would try to get it to do that for other people when they came home and it would just do the same thing the factory said it would do. <laughs> and it just wouldn't do it for anybody else. The only other person who saw it was Kate. Uh-huh. And she made me put it in the garage. <laughs> she oh won't look God. at it anymore. She's like, this thing is gross. I don't want it here. Oh, so, so I had to put it away. It, do you think it was a haunted item? That where what was it? Or was it a demon, an entity trying to? It was probably just a, like a bunch of deceased people messing with me. Deceased people that okay. are just around that are just like, hey, look at this haunted doll. We'll just make it more haunted. Why is it dark in here? <laughs> I'm so lonely. Yeah, that sounds like a fun thing. It's Halloween time for them too. I mean, they do like to play with people. This is the thing. This is why. It's so funny to me that ghost hunting exists because it's like deceased people are everywhere and want to mess with you. Mm -hmm. And like, what's the word hunting exactly? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, typically it means killing. (laughs) Right. So like, what, what, what is this? Catching. I think it should be ghost catching. Or well, like, no, because then you're not actually catching it. How about just ghost getting to know you? Yeah, yeah, ghost mingling. Ghost mingling. Yeah, I like that. We're just we're just having a little get together. We're right. having a dinner party. We just so, want to get to know you. Why do you think that when people go out looking for it, they have a hard time? Because they're usually really messy about it. Okay. And they're not respectful. Like, think about it. You go into a place like an asylum, right? Some abandoned asylum, where there was so much pain and agony and torture and like terrible things happened there and we're just thinking basically making a mockery of this mm-hmm. we're going in with our whatever divining rods and shit and we're trying to like prove that something exists here but it's like actually you're just going in to be disrespectful right like if you went into those spaces this again sounds cheesy but like if you went into those spaces spaces open with love to heal you would get a very different response from anybody in the space, mm-hmm. you know, like with Celebrity Exorcism, the TV show you did last year. That, the, yes, right, exactly. So, I did that last year, um, and people are just now discovering it. Yeah, well, <laughs> you is, went to the American Horror Story house. I did. I did. I went to the mansion, and you know, it did have a haunted past. I think I told you we did, we talked about this when we did the live event. So I don't know what I said already, but like. I was really skeptical before we went to the space because I didn't know what the space was. And they were like, yeah, it's this house. And I was like, houses don't typically have entities. So I'm not going to (laughs) lie and say there's entity if there's not. Like, you know. So they were like, that's cool. Just let us know. Like, you know, they were actually really good about it. So I went to the space a week before we filmed in the space. And lo and behold, there was actually entity, but the entity was in the basement. And I was like, this is weird because why is it just in the basement, you know? And as I walked through the space, I realized that, oh, there's a lot of deceased people in the space. And, oh, there's a lot of nuns in the space for some reason. And I didn't know anything about the history. I didn't want anybody to tell me anything. I just wanted to walk through. 
And, oh, someone committed suicide over here. And, like, whoa, my God, there's so much stuff going on in this one house. Like, what the hell? And the house, of course, is enormous. It's huge, 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 huge. And so eventually I was like, okay, here's everything that's in here. Here's the names of all these people. Here's all these nuns. Tell me about these nuns because these nuns are in here. And, like, the nuns are keeping the entity down in the basement. Like, they won't let it come up, but they can't get rid of it all the way. So then I find out, you know, because now we're having a conversation that, yes, it used to be like a, like a convent and there's like a chapel in the space and like there was like a bunch of murders in the basement. They didn't know this, but this is what came through. And it was something about prohibition and like using the house during that time. And there was like a lot of gambling and a lot of weird stuff going on in that basement, which is what attracted this particular entity. And then the nuns figured that out and were able to push it down. And then when they passed, they stayed to protect the house, wow. so, which is why they had so much conflicting stuff going on, like between floors. So like one floor was totally clean. Another floor was like real messy. The first floor was like between both the basement and the, you know, yeah. so it was like different feeling energy in every space. But one thing that everybody felt beforehand, like when we walked in, When you are in a space, so let me just say this for people, when you are in a space that has high frantic energy, like a lot of deceased people, an entity, both, you know, whatever, you, if you are sensitive enough, you will feel like you are underwater. That's the sensation, that you're just walking through water. Your head will be spinning like like everything is like you know, slightly, Mm -hmm. I don't know what that feeling is, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's the feeling you'll get when there's a lot of, like a massive amount of energy in the space. And everybody felt that in that space. Jody Sweden. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Who I saw at a party last week. Oh, did you? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) I was too afraid to go to her and go, I saw you on Celebrity Exercise. Oh no, I'm sure she would have been flattered. (laughs) She's very sweet. And yeah, everyone on there was so good. Like, Shar and Meta, and they're wonderful. And um, everyone was really trying to, I think, like really, truly, truly experience their gifts and like tune into everything and do the work. So it was really interesting to see that happen over a week's time because it, that's yeah. what we did. We did it for a week um, and see everybody kind of be able to talk to spirit and be able to sense the deceased people. And, you know, it's like cool to watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm thinking about this entity in the basement, which is because you can, I believe what you did, if I'm not mistaken, was you took the bad out and you kept the good. Yeah. So, you know, I asked, so the, the house is owned by someone mm-hmm. um, and I don't, I'm not going to disclose any of that stuff, but I did ask the homeowner, what do you want to do? Because I don't like taking ghosts out of a space. I don't like it. Um, unless they're like really pain in the assy, I really don't like it because most of the time, deceased people. I'm okay, so I am a deceased people's advocate. <laughs> I am. Yes. I really hate that people are constantly afraid of deceased people, though I totally understand it. <laughs> right. I feel the same way too, but I'm also I'm an advocate for them too. But I think that. Anytime people don't have boundaries, dead or alive, it's scary. That, right. Well, I that's think true. People appearing and disappearing in front of people's eyes. If you're a magician or a ghost, that's terrifying. <laughs> like stuff like that is scary. It it can and it can be. And like, oftentimes they're not trying to be scary. They're trying to communicate. 
but they don't know. They just don't know. So it's it's like a whole thing. But, you know, in this case, I was like, listen, these people who are deceased here want to be here. Like, this is a choice. They're not stuck here. Not, nobody's trapped here. This is where mm -hmm. they chose to be. So what do you want to do? Like, if it's not bothersome to you, I'd like to leave them so that they can oversee your family and make sure things are okay. And, like, that's all they want to do. And so the homeowner was like, actually, I feel really good about that because I have had instances with one of the nuns or this nun or that nun, and it's been really good for my family. So I don't – I would rather not take them out. Just take the thing out that is scaring everyone and causing damage. So the nuns were there um, not just to keep the demon down or the – No, they were just wanted, like, to be a part of they, – like, they were very um, – like, they very much loved the space, and they wanted to make sure things were safe. They just always wanted to make sure things were safe. And, like, they also – there was one particular uh, nun who was brought there young and was pregnant and killed herself in the house. And so she's very much, like, obsessed with looking over the family and, like, you know, making sure everyone's happy and, like, if there's anybody – like in a bad space, you know, she likes to be there. And so it's just nice, you know, mm -hmm. like this is the thing that ghosts can be. It can be nice to have ghosts. Like I have a ghost and I really love him. You have a ghost? <laughs> of course I do. Who's your ghost? Oh, of course you do. What? <laughs> Who's your ghost? My ghost is <laughs> the ghost of the stuntman who built my house. What? Yes, he was a Hollywood stuntman. And he built my house, and it was his house for many, many years, um, and he watches over the house. So he <laughs> – oh, my God. I, I don't even know if I should go here. I'm just going to go here. I'm just going to – Go. I'm going to a place. I don't want to. I'm going to a place. I don't know. I want to. Um, so he generally does not like yelling or man yelling. He doesn't like man yelling. He doesn't like bad male energy. And he, he will make any, like, man who comes into the house that is, like, not a great guy sick immediately. Wow. Immediately he will make them sick. Um, he is very much about ladies, so he likes that. Uh, and he's, he's fine with guys that are, like, cool and nice. He doesn't like anyone who raises their voice to you. That really pisses him off. Wow. And he also... Um, goes around at like I would say two, three in the morning. Like he goes around several times a night to check the locks and make sure that the locks are locked. And what is that like? Like you hear the doors? Yeah, he jiggles the locks and he will close he'll turn the lock if he thinks it's not locked enough. Oh. Like if you for I mean I I shouldn't I don't forget to lock the door, but like he will check and make sure that it's locked. That's so sweet. I he like him. He does that. He does that. And like, he's a real gentleman. Kate didn't know that for Kate, like the longest, partner. yeah, didn't know that for the longest time. And then one night woke up and heard locks jiggling. And of course, that's like very scary. <laughs> yeah, it seems like someone's trying to get in. Right. Much scarier than a deceased person, in my opinion. So she like ran out and she just saw the. <laughs> the door's doing this and, like, jiggling and then not the, from the front door to the side door to the spirit room door, just jiggling all the locks. Oh, my God. <laughs> so ha how did you find out that that's what was going on there? Like, did you? I mean, he told me, you know, because I can speak to them. So he was just like, I checked the locks and making sure you close the locks. But, okay, so when, when you first moved in, 
you were you instantly like, oh, there's a man here? Or... I instantly felt a presence, but it was instantly nice. Like okay. I just was, I liked it a lot. But even before I moved in, when I went to look at the house, uh-huh. um, I was like, oh, this feels good. This is good, you know. And then, of course, as I moved in, got settled, I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> Hello there. Yeah. Um, and I've been there a long time now, so it's like, you know, we're real, we're comfy with each other. <laughs> Did you, because you're somebody that's <laughs> being as legit as I know you are, do you feel the need to to research and kind of corroborate your story or are you just like I think I got like I know exactly what this is I prefer not to at first uh-huh. like it's nice to have confirmation sure so yes uh, to a point yes um and to a point I've received confirmation on, you know, on his existence you know what I mean but like in the beginning even with the the Reinhardt Mansion I didn't want anybody to tell me anything and there's not a lot believe it or not aside from like it's a spooky mansion there's not a lot of information about why it's a spooky mansion mm. like on any kind of record so I was like okay don't tell me anything don't talk to me I need to go through the rooms because I I would much rather it's like you know when someone comes in for an exorcism I don't know anything about them. Even if there's someone that I'm supposed to know everything about, I'm really bad and terrible at that. I don't research people at all. So, you know, when they come in, when they tell me something that I guess is even public knowledge, 99% of the time I don't know that anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather you say nothing first. You know what I mean? Like you can tell me what's going on with you currently, but you don't tell me much about your past or your history or any of that stuff. I would rather it come in authentically from spirit and tell you mm. this is what's going on with you. Which in celebrity exorcism, actually, you can see a lot of that because they didn't tell me those things. And regardless of whether that's public information or not, like I said, I'm I'm really bad at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm terrible at doing anything online. <laughs> yeah. I literally posted my first TikTok video today. <laughs> oh, congrats. Tell people where to follow you. I'm at R.H. Davis on everything. That's that's me everywhere. So if you like this kind of thing, that's where it is. <laughs> yes. Wait, so with this man, though, did you, so you found out, like, did they tell you when you moved in, oh, it was built by a stuntman? No, or? I didn't know for the longest time. Huh. And then I found out later. And I was like, oh, this is, yeah, of course, that's who's here. Like, yes, that's him. Have you ever watched one of his, like, movies or something? I haven't. I don't, I'm, like, a little nervous about doing that. I don't know why. Is that weird? I I think he would like it. He probably would like it. Maybe for Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) For him. What, do you know what movies he was in or anything? I don't know offhand. I'd have to look. Yeah. I'd have to look. But he was, like, very famous. Cool. Yeah. I love that. I had no I didn't even know that you lived with a ghost. Oh yeah. Okay, well, this theme today is kind of Hollywood and yes, demons and entities and ghosts and stuff. It seems we went there, yeah. We went there. But okay, this is kind of a basic ghost story for a podcast, but I wanted to get back to the basics. Okay. I talk about Annabelle. Okay. <laughs> because I was like, I need to brush up on what the Annabelle story is. I get confused with the movie. Right, right, right. And like, I pretty much, I was like, oh, okay, I actually did know this entire story. But you know the st- the real story, right? It's like a Raggedy Ann. Yes, she was really a Raggedy Ann doll. Yes, okay. Which is just like with real movies nowadays, there's this trend of these gorgeous 
actresses that put on all these prosthetics to play another, you know, to play a real person. Same thing happened to Annabelle. The actress that played Annabelle in the movie did not look anything like the real Annabelle. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So, you know, that's what they do. I wouldn't do. have known them on the street, that raggedy Antal. No, no, that's what they do in Hollywood. It's terrible. I feel bad for the real Annabelle because the real Annabelle didn't look scary, really, unless you think a raggedy Ann doll is scary. But, but, like, people have seen a raggedy Ann doll. Like, it's a mass market produced non porcelain, you know, like, it's like a floppy. <laughs> it's know? like a floppy old doll That's with red floppy hair. Floppy doll. Yeah. <laughs> but the one in the movie, like, she's. she's had some work done. I mean, it's not something you would just be like, this looks nice. Yeah, no, Get nobody that for my grandma. Buy. The doll in the Annabelle movie, nobody ever would buy that doll. Unless they wanted a creepy doll. Well, maybe you would. Unless like they were like, this is exactly what I've been looking for this all my the life. Halloween That's the kind of doll that they sell on eBay, right? That they're oh, like, ooh, you know, take that. a look at all of these like orbs around Annabelle. Yes. <laughs> well, yes, I'm obsessed with the eBay haunted dolls. and so They're this, so fun. Annabelle, as I've said before, she's like the Kim Kardashian of haunted dolls. I think the ones on eBay, they all want to be Annabelle. They're I aspiring see that. Annabelles. Right. She is kind of the... I mean, she's the movie star of them all, I She is, and I think there's a lot of people, a lot of dolls on eBay that think that they're going to get their franchise. I feel like a lot of dolls wish that they'd reached out to the Warrens as well. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Well, they, they might reach out to you. So be careful. <laughs> so the, the real story is 1970, a nursing student named Donna, though some say her name was Deirdre. Oh. She was given this Raggedy Ann doll, which is believed to have been purchased at a secondhand store by her mother for her 28th birthday, which is... For um, a Raggedy Ann doll. You know, she got a 28th birthday... I, I'm not going to make any judgment about that, but All right, like, fair. she's, you know, 28 years old. She got a Raggedy Ann doll. Okay. That, but it wasn't just any old Raggedy Ann doll. Guess not. This was an extra <laughs> Raggedy Ann doll <laughs> because this one had a demon allegedly inside of it. So uh, she brings it home to her apartment that she shared with another nursing student named Angie. And at first it was all cute. They're having fun. Oh, look at this cute little doll we have. And then they started noticing that it was moving around the house by herself okay they would leave her on the couch go to work they put they'd cross her legs and then they'd come home and they would be uncrossed okay so just like little things like that um or they would go home they'd have her on the couch then they'd go to work then they'd come home and she'd be in a bedroom with a door shut which i say give annabelle her privacy all right yeah i mean okay <laughs> let her do whatever she's gotta do don't bother annabelle so what turned it from okay privacy so, to <laughs> then she started to leave notes around the house. This is all in the movie, too, where she left notes around the house on parchment paper that said, help me, things like that. And apparently they didn't own any parchment paper. So they're like, where is she getting this mm -hmm. parchment okay. paper? This is before Amazon Prime. I don't know where she was. Maybe she was stuffed with it. It could be. But then how's she holding it with those raggedy and hands? Right. I have, she, I have questions. I have questions. I got questions. So then <laughs> Angie, the, the roommate, uh, her boyfriend Lou, there seems to be a couple of different tellings of this story, but apparently All right. he's taking a nap one day on the couch and Annabelle's on the couch too. And he has this dream that she's crawling on top of him and choking him. 
And then he okay. wakes up, and he's got seven scratches on his stomach and chest, and they're deep. And then apparently they went away very quickly after that, within a few days. Okay. Um, another version of the story is that he was in the house, and he heard somebody going through his girlfriend's bedroom. He goes in there, and she's just, like, laying on the ground. Like, what? So, I don't know. I don't know. But um, he... Well, also, to make the story even more dramatic, the first story where he wakes up with a nap, he he wakes up after this nightmare, and he's like, you can't hurt anybody. He's like yelling, like, you're just a fake Raggedy Ann doll. And then he throws her, and then that's when it was like, scratch. I have questions. Please. I don't have answers, but let's (laughs) ponder. So when he was dreaming of this Raggedy Ann doll, was it legit? The Raggedy Ann doll? That yeah, was like, it was her, because already things are happening in the house. So, so it wasn't like something else. Do you know what I mean? Like it didn't appear in its like true form. No, it, it was, was like, like legit the a doll. Raggedy Ann doll. And then somehow this very soft item Scratches. gave him all these deep wounds. Because there's a demon inside and but, demons have claws. <laughs> Duh. I mean, it's very funny. Do you not know anything about demons? <laughs> okay, so... I learn as I go. <laughs> <laughs> so then they call in a medium. Okay. And this medium says that it is a six- or seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins who was killed in a car accident outside of the apartment at some point. And she's gotten into this doll, and she just out of, wants to out, be Wait, outside friend. of their apartment? Yeah. So she knew... Okay, let's, let's back up here. Okay. So she knew to get into this doll, or supposedly was already in the doll, just waiting for what? This mom to come to bring the doll back to the apartment. Well, maybe she wasn't in the doll before. Maybe once the doll gets to the house, then this girl spirit around the house is like, oh, I'm going to get in the doll. Okay. Oh, here's a vessel for me to crawl in. So we're saying it wasn't haunted. Then it was haunted. Then it became haunted. That's what this medium, I think, said. Okay. Okay. But. So then the girls are like, oh, like we have a little friend. Like she, she wants, you know, she's just this little girl. So they're like, you can stay with us. Like no big deal. Just don't scratch my man, you know. Uh And then uh, it starts to take a turn. I heard it got pretty ugly. Things are getting a little ugly. And that's when the girls are like, okay, never mind when we said you should come in here and be our friend. Like, you're being creepy. Julia, no. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> like, okay, you totally said I could just be here, and now you're kicking Now it's just out. disrespectful. Yeah, so they get an Episcopal priest. They they hit up the priest. Who, As you do. Yeah, they call up the priest, and the priest was like, actually, I'm going to talk to my superior and then the superior is like, oh, actually, the Warrens are going to deal with this. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Okay. So the Warrens come in, and they're like, D- you know, ghosts don't possess objects. Only demons do. Okay. Do you feel that way, too? Um, I feel no really about both, honestly. The only time that, like, a ghost in my in my experience, doesn't really have a need to go into an object because they're just around. Like, you don't need to be in a doll to move shit in someone's apartment or haunt them. (laughs) Right. But same for demons. You don't really need an item to do that either. So anytime that someone's like, I'm telling you there's a demon in this item, I'm like, 
there's no reason for that. That's an inanimate object. The only reason for that would be to get close to a person. So, uh, because there's nothing to take from the object. Right. They want to take from you. That's the feed, right? So, to me, it's like an extra step most demons would not take. I don't know why you would do it's it. It's a waste of time. It's kind of a waste but of time. But it's also you don't dramatic. It. It's scary. I mean, it's it's good theatrics. It is. It's yeah. good for a movie. It's great for a movie. Funny enough, the Warrens felt pretty similar to that. They they think that they went wrong, the girls went wrong when they welcomed it into their house and they said, oh no, you can stay, all of that. That's when things went wrong because it was really some kind of demon, as they would say. But you don't, demons are not vampires. They don't need to right. be invited. They don't give two shits about your free will. They'd rather you don't even know they're there. Right. So they don't need that. They don't need you to be like... Oh, demon, I love you so much. Yeah. Why don't you hang out with me? You know, like they don't need any of that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cute. It's nice. <laughs> I'm going to hang out no matter what. They do what they want to do until you expel them out. <laughs> but it kept the girls from calling up the priest or whatever. They were just like, oh, stay. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like good fool times. Like, you know, like, hey, mm -hmm. it's sweet. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, they the the Warrens also like what you said believe that it was just basically using this doll to get closer. Of course, yeah. So that I could possess. So then the demons are like, "All right, we're gonna." Or sorry, the did I say the demons? The Warrens <laughs> are like, "Okay, we're gonna take this doll with us because we got this museum that they can put it in," and they tell the priest like, "Okay, you clean up, like you, you know." get anything, do an exorcism on this house, and we're going to take the doll. We're out of here. Okay. So, apparently, as the Warrens are leaving this house, they put Annabelle in the back seat, and they buckle her in. Okay. And as they're driving, they're having brake problems with their car. Okay. And it's scary. So then Ed Warren pulls out his holy water, and he, like puts it all over the doll, and then the brakes are fine. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I mean, again, whether they took the object or they didn't makes no difference because it wouldn't stay with the object. If, if the goal was to work their its way into one of these women, uh -huh. then it would just stay in the house. Like, okay. if you took – think about it logically, even from the story that was just told – if you took the item that supposedly the demon was in, why do you need someone to exercise the space now? You took it. Right. So that makes no sense. And now we're taking this supposedly demonic doll that we're not exercising at all, by the way. <laughs> we're just leaving it because I don't know why. Now we're going to put it in another space. <laughs> I don't understand. Please, please explain. Because to me, it's like, no, you just do the exorcism and get it all out. <laughs> Okay. You know? So, okay. Because, yeah, that is kind of like a movie belief. Or I think a lot of people would believe that, yeah, the demon would be attached to the doll. So it goes where, wherever you bring the doll, the demon goes. But so what you're saying is, no, it wanted specifically the girls. I mean, that's where it ended up, right? Yeah. So whether it wanted them specifically or not, who knows, mm -hmm. right? But now it has them. Now it's in the space. Now it's feeding off them. Okay? So now someone's just going to take the doll and it's going to be like, no, and well, go the with the doll. the exorcism on the house. But that was after, no? 
once, yeah, as the Warrens take the doll out of the house, the priest does an exorcism. But that, that, see, that, that's an oxymoron to me because you're saying it's in the doll. Uh-huh. So if I take the doll, all of your troubles go with, with it. With the doll. So why then would you then exercise the house? Because you that believe. that stank off, that demon <laughs> stank that's just kind of lingering around. Just that's ridiculous. It it's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, what I always say with the Warrens, they were very early on in yes. th- a lot of this kind of research, and they were figuring it out as of they Of course. Went. I mean, yes. Uh, yes. So, so, but, okay, now listen to this. Okay. <laughs> the demon doll, yeah. Annabelle, right. goes to their house. And Why? <laughs> because they have a museum where people go and see their haunted objects. Why? If it's dangerous, why would you well, do this? They eventually put it in the glass case. What does that do? It keeps it in there. Why? Because it wants to get out. What does glass have to do with it? It's it, a demon. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a pet. It's like a, if you had an iguana or something. You it's don't not just... a pet. <laughs> <laughs> to the Warrens, it's a pet. That's real trouble, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so so they take it home, and before they put it in the little aquarium. <laughs> their ghost of an iguana. <laughs> their demon aquarium. Uh, they noticed that it was moving around. They saw it levitate in the house. They put her in an outside uh, office building that was, like, separate on the property. They locked it. She would turn up inside. She would pick the lock or whatever (laughs) and somehow get back inside the house. Uh, Demons don't need locks. You're no fun. (laughs) So then they put it in the the box, the glass box. They put the Lord's Prayer on it. They put the St. Michael's Prayer on it. And and I've seen pictures of it. They have like a de- uh, the devil tarot card on the outside. Uh, what does that do? I don't know. You tell me. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that does. I'm really curious. <laughs> I don't is that know. to tell people like this was in this her? This is the devil. Don't don't come near. It could be. I don't or know. Does it cancel it out or a tarot card? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So. <laughs> Uh, apparently, one time a priest was there and was kind of making fun of the doll, saying that it wasn't haunted. Can you guess what happened next? Uh, it it stabbed him in the heart? No, he was driving home. And he totaled his car. I see. Okay. Another time, a guy was there, also not believing in it. And, oh, wait, but also the priest says that before he totaled his car, he saw her in his rearview mirror. Okay, so he was alive. He he didn't die. He didn't die. He didn't die, okay. But allegedly there was a guy that did die. He uh, died in a motorcycle accident on the way home after making fun of her. I mean, demons don't like being made fun of. I can I can say that's true. So now you're saying there is a demon in this doll. No, I'm saying in general, generally speaking. Wait, I've asked you before <laughs> if I'm allowed to make fun of demons or if they're gonna come get me, and you said it was fine. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's they just don't like it. Because I'm fine. gonna call you at three o'clock in the morning and say <laughs> you said that I could make fun of demons. You, and now Raggedy Ann's ass is crawling on me when I'm trying to sleep. Listen, if that happens, let me know because I, I would have more questions. <laughs> I would have so, first of all, I'd be like, why did you buy a Raggedy Ann doll? First of all, when you know the you know the consequence. I know. <laughs> She's clearly trouble. <laughs> it's possible. So what do you take from this story? Like, do you think 
So it doesn't seem like you believe that the doll was able to get back. The the demon traveled with the doll back home. I mean, it doesn't need the doll. That's the thing. And also, let me clarify that if it was the ghost of a child, that's not a demon. Well, it wasn't. They made that. Right. But I'm just saying, just in generally speaking, whenever someone's like, the ghost became a demon, because people think that. I don't know why they think that. I guess many movies have been made where a ghost turns into a demon, but that's not real. Well, a lot of times, isn't it that they're doing an impression to try to let, to try to get closer to In reality, yes. So... Yes, like a demon, a trickster kind of demon will tell you whatever you want to hear so that it can have a symbiotic relationship with you, which is, I'm guessing, what this thing kind of was. I don't know. I've never really, like, looked looked at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wasn't there, so I don't know. Um, but it doesn't really need the doll at all. Could it be a coincidence that the demon was like, actually, I like the doll. I'm going to go with the doll. Like, you ladies have been fun, but I want to go with the doll. (laughs) Well, it wouldn't surprise me that the demon was angered by being pulled out of that situation that it was comfortable in and then wanted to kind of take it out on whoever did that. You know what I mean? What about going back to what we were saying earlier? What if the demon was like Ed and Lorraine Warren? Maybe they're not super famous now, but there's going to be a movie series about this in the future. <laughs> I want to go. It's going to affect the world, like what you were saying earlier. I There's a movie f- franchise in my future. I'm going with them. I mean, that is possible, but that is, like, not a realm walker. So the hilarious thing about that would be, like, this is a very, like, self-centered demon. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds a lot like <laughs> the town we live in. I could see a demon being like, I want to be, I know Warner Brothers are going to be calling them. I so mean, I guess it's them. possible. Listen, what do I know? Yes, I. <laughs> that is possible. Because <laughs> it kind of seems like that could be uh, an explanation. For it could how- be. I mean, that that's not out of the question. It's not. And I mean, I love the Conjuring movies. Okay, now wait, what about this? What if we look at a picture? If, if I pull up a picture of the real Annabelle, do you, could you see if there's a demon? I or? can look. Okay. I can't guarantee you anything. Let's see. I think I have one. I do have one. And is this supposed to, this picture you're about to show me was supposedly when it was... Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know when it was taken, but this is the real Annabelle with her devil tarot card. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I um, also really enjoyed the look and feel of this picture. I feel like you should show people this picture. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, it's a good, it's a vibe, this it's photo. It's cute. I like it. Except I don't know what this lady is in the corner. It's I a little mean, terrifying. Isn't, wasn't their whole jam like they were like, this object has a spooky thing. We're going to take it. Mm-hmm. So they have or like. some kind of history, I think, or. Trauma. Right. The, the, like this object is causing you trouble, so we're just going to take it kind of Yeah, thing. I think so. Okay. Didn't they make a, like a Friday the 13th series like that? I don't know. Maybe. Someone must remember that unless I'm making this up. Um, okay. I'm looking at this. Can I be honest with you? Please don't. No. Okay. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. There's nothing in that doll. Now, that's not to say there's nothing in the room. But there's nothing in that doll. Oh, okay. So, in other words, that makes sense to me because, again, it's using the doll for whatever spooky show it's making, but it doesn't need the doll. Right. Like, under glass isn't going to keep that thing from coming out. Why not? 
not. Because that's not how demons work. <laughs> like, imagine if I could just be like, I'm going to lock the door. You guys, don't come in. <laughs> well, but okay, they were doing prayers over it. I mean, that daily. might be something, but it's still not in the... It's... Could it be like the nuns in your story? Like, the, keeping them... Keep like Could there be the power of their prayers and their beings Listen, keeping it in there? I'm, but the box wouldn't matter, huh? I'm not saying that can't do anything, because I don't know that for 100%, but I'm telling you from looking at the picture, it's not in the doll. Okay. It's not in the box. Okay. So whether the prayers were keeping it in whatever room this is, I cannot tell you. But clearly what you're telling me is the answer is no, <laughs> because people died after leaving. <laughs> uh, you know, some say coincidence could be a thing. I don't know. So from your experience, could a demon get exhausted? I mean, we're talking about 1970. That's like, I'm not good at math, but I think that's what, 52 years or something? So yes. could it, actually, I think that was right, Mav. Whoa. Um, <laughs> so could it be like, you know what? I'm sick of this. Yes. This was fun being a Raggedy Ann doll, and now I'm out of here. Well, especially if it has to fight something. So like part of the reason, so going back to Celebrity Exorcism, which you can watch on Tubi mm -hmm. for, free, for free, for um, free. What was interesting about that entity um, and I don't want to give too much away before people watch it. But uh, what was interesting about that entity is because the nuns had pushed down so much with their own energy, it was st stuck in the basement, but it could also walk the grounds of the house. Uh -huh. So that's a place where a lot of people like to go and take a photo. Yeah, They take a selfie at like the gate. Very popular. Because it's not really that hidden. It's pretty open. So you can walk up all day and night and take a picture there. And the entity was taking little bits out of everybody who was going up to take pictures. Very small things. So if you were a person who took a photo there, you might have felt dizzy. You might have felt tired all of a sudden. You might have had a headache. Like, that's how it was working. But for a demon the size, an entity the size of it as it was, that was not enough food. <laughs> oh. So it just. Wait, I just felt bad for it for I a know. second. I know. I kind of did too, to be honest. I kind of did. It was pretty sad. It was trying its best. But... Like, and it's been there so long. And so, I, in essence, when I went there, it was almost like putting it out of its misery at that point oh. because it was tired and didn't really want to do this anymore and was just like over not being sustained enough, right. but couldn't really do anything about it. You know what I mean? So I kind of came in and took care of that. So was it's it not... pretty easy? Um, it wasn't my most difficult. Like it tried, it tried to fight a little bit in the beginning, but it really was tired. It really was. And it was so funny because I don't know if we talked about this, but like, so there were a bunch of guys who were doing like camera work and things on, on the show, on that show. And they had to be in that place much earlier than me. Um, I came in basically to do the work, and that was it. So it was really late, you know. They were in all day setting up, and what you don't see on camera, because I don't know why they didn't want to show this. I think it's the most interesting part of all, but whatever, you know, is that they were being touched and pushed, and, like, they were feeling the entity every time they went down into that. There's a specific space in the basement, which you'll see if you watch it, like where it totally was, the place where it was like kind of lurking. 
every time they walked in there, they were like, you don't even know how many times this thing pushed me today. Like a lot of times. And so when I went in to do um, the cleansing, they, like one person would follow me in through all these spaces to catch it, to see, you know, how it went. And when we got to that one space, no one would come in with me. They were like pulling back <laughs> and like pulling the lens. They were like, no, we'll just hang out hey, over here. We'll just here. put the camera on a stick and we'll <laughs> stick it in there. Basically, we're not going. Nobody came in. So I thought that was really funny. I'm like, here's me like barefoot holding my Gucci's, like going through, <laughs> you know, doing my thing. And like the men are like, nope, no, I will not come in there. <laughs> Wait, I, I probably asked you this before, but like, a demon can see you and know that you are not like most people, right? Yeah, that's the problem. That's why I don't like to spend a lot of time in a space that holds an entity before I go to do the work. It can become dangerous. One, especially if there's other people in the space, it can be dangerous for them. And the more that it, the longer it lingers and goes on, the worse it becomes. So it's better for me to come in, do the work, and get out. Wow. Yeah. There's no way for you to, like, put on a disguise that they wouldn't... I don't think so. I think it's energy. you put on, like, a fake mustache and, like, a wig and walked in there? I mean, I've never tried it. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't honestly tell you. You know, the most ridiculous ideas. Listen, I'm trying to be honest. You know, What you're doing is great. (laughs) Don't don't listen to anything I have to say. Can I play you some ghost voices? I mean, you can, but I'm terrible at this game. We've done this. I know. We'll try our best. <laughs> All right, let's do I haven't been here in person, actually. I it's know. Always it's been very like, different in person. In in the Zooms, it's like, goes through like five different. <laughs> I know. It's not you know? fair. Well, it's time for EVPs or EV please. I'm ready. All right. This first one. I'm not really sure of the location, but it is from Parasara. Okay. YouTube. All right. It's a fun name. Yeah. Parasara. I like it. Uh, what is this ghost saying? It sort of sounds like I'm so sexy. I'm so sexy. <laughs> it really is. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> that might be an option. Well, <laughs> it's not one of the options I have here. It's okay. not what they believe. Okay, okay. Of these options, is it A, this ghost wants attention? Oh. Is it B, this is close to danger? Is it C, I will, if you get close, I'll punish you? Or D, whoops, there goes my dentures. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Oh my god, I I'm very close to saying D. Oops, there goes my dentures. I don't think that's right. I think it is. Whoops, there goes my dentures. You hear it. I hear it. I hear all of them. I also hear um this ghost wants attention. This ghost oh, wants attention. I can hear the attention, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe it's that? Well, what, what they, they believe, what Paracera believes it is, is this is close to danger. 
of near that. I guess so. This is close to danger. That ghost was having a good time. (laughs) Don't threaten (laughs) me with a good time and a good dangerous. High Um, voltage. (laughs) What about this next one? This is from CPEAR Group, which stands for Connecticut Paranormal Encounters and Research. Okay. And this is at New News Bistro in Colchester. Colchester? Okay. Uh, Connecticut. What is it saying? This is a different kind than that last one. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Someone's having fun. That's what that is. (laughs) Or they're in major agony. (laughs) It sounds more like fun than agony to me. Okay. Watch all the answers are like, I'm in terrible pain. I'm suffering. (laughs) I've fallen. I can't get up. Um, Any guesses? I mean, to me, it sounds like just someone's like, I don't know, having like a, yeah, just like having a good time. Like, oh boy. (laughs) Now there's the lead actor or performer or ghost here that's saying, no, no. But then there's something in the background for a second. Listen to this. Yeah, it's just like making a noise. Yes. What is that? It's a man and his cat. It's a, Yeah, it might be. <laughs> okay, here's some options. Is it A, gorgeous queen? <laughs> is it B, go get money? Is it C, Go home, sunny. Or D. Oh no, sassy. <laughs> okay, here we go. I mean, I think they probably think it's C. Go home, sunny. Yeah. That is what they think. Okay. I hear it. Go home. Yeah, I hear it. Was anybody named Sunny? <laughs> Maybe at New News Bistro, they have okay. a ghost named Sunny. I think that needs a backstory. I know. I, I couldn't <laughs> find much. But anyway. Well, I guess that's it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I guess I we're guess done that's here. what we'll do here for today. <laughs> um, thank you for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so let's tell people. You're now on TikTok. Yeah, for the first time ever because I'm really behind the times. I'm on TikTok. I'm, I'm right there with you. R.H. Davis. I'm giving it a try. <laughs> sure. And Instagram, R.H. Davis. Twitter, R.H. Davis. It's going to take off. I mean, I hope so. Uh, what we're doing on, what I'm hoping to do with that TikTok that's a little different from everything else is teaching people how to do things in small videos, you know, mm-hmm. like how to protect yourself, what you should be burning in your house, you know, what our entity, what's attachment, like That's great. talking, communicating with your deceased loved ones, which everyone can do. They just don't know they can do it. You know, just little snippets of things like, you know, helping people just kind of get back to spirit. Yeah. And then, of course, Sister of Darkness is in bookstores and soon to be on the TVs. Um, yes, we talked about that the last time yeah, you were here, yeah. that your, your book is being adapted, your life is being adapted into a TV show. Yep, yeah, so there, we're working on that now, um, and hopefully we'll be able to tell you all about it, like, big time soon. And then um, Celebrity Exorcism is on Tubi, and it's perfect for the spooky season. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's it. 
All right. Well, I had a great time. Thank you. There's no demons in here. Good. I will, again, I'll call you if there ever is one. I expect it. That from me talking shit about demons. If... That would be, I guess, on me if you do. So, you know, yeah, let me know. It's just me trying to <laughs> hang out with you. I'm just going to do that. There's a demon in here. And just to see how quickly you'll come over. It's really just me. <laughs> I need help doing something around my house. You're just going to be like, hey, do you want to, like, go get, like, Panda Express. Yeah, there's a there's a demon at the Panda Express. I need you to get down here ASAP. We need those beyond I can't beyond eat chickens. This alone. <laughs> Thank you so much to Rachel Stavis, R. H. Stavis. I love her so much. She is such a powerful human being. You should check out her book. Follow her on her TikTok. Do all that stuff. Go listen back to the other two times she was on. It was in October of 2021, and then, no, October of 2020, and then I believe it was August of 2021. So check those out. Tell your friends about the show. Please be subscribed. Rate it five stars. Leave a nice review if you want. It's real easy just to leave it five stars. You don't even have to do anything else. You could do that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You could leave a ghost story in a five-star review. You could send one to me at ghostedbyraws at gmail.com. If you want to be in a listener episode, do that. Give me some bullet points of your stories. Write listener episode in the subject line. And, oh, I, you know, I'm posting a lot of videos these days on my Instagram and TikTok, so check out my Instagram at Roz Hernandez, TikTok and Twitter at It's Roz Hernandez. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Starbanes Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.